and Black Power family. We are live. This is Office Hours. <clears throat> and I am your brother, Professor Carlton Jones, with his lovely co-host who happened to make it in tonight, brothers and sisters, Erica <laughs> Tober. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> she finally said we were worthy. She said she had to take off a few days oh, wow. to check to make sure we were worthy. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here sharing the show, broadcasting live. Here office hours, peace and black power to everybody that's tuned in. Make sure you go and get your copy of the Independence Day Project, family. It is starting to ring bells, baby. People are starting to catch on. You want to make sure that you catch this right at the beginning. The Independence Day Project, the project that gives you the solutions. It's a solutions-based documentary, all right? So we need y'all to go ahead and get your copy. Go ahead. I'm going to put the link up in the messages. I'm going to put the link out here now. Hold on, hold tight, hold tight. I'm going to put, put the link up here now. Blackindependence.org. Okay, blackindependence.org. Make sure y'all go grab your copy. Uh, Peace and Black Power, Brother Samaj. I see we got Brother Abdul live. Yes, Brother Abdul. Yo, shout out to my brother, man. My brother out there beating, yo, kicking ass and taking names. You know what I'm saying? Out there, you know, he won his first bout out up there in MMA, you know what I mean? My young brother out of Memphis, y'all make sure y'all show my young brother some love. You know what I'm saying? My sister, Angel Proctor, peace and black power to you, sis. I will see you in about three weeks. See you in about three weeks as we head down to the DMV. That's right, family. The Independence Day Project is coming to the DMV. So I want y'all to make sure that y'all check us out. And I'm going to have that information popping. As a matter of fact, can I put that in the thread? Let me see if I can put that in the thread. If I can put that in the thread, I'll put that in the thread for y'all. You know, so we can make sure that we um, that I can share that. If not, you know, um, I will. I'll put the picture up in the background so y'all y'all can take care. But Erica, what's popping? Erica, what's going on? What's good with you? Hello, everyone. Nothing much. How are you, Mr. Jones? Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> That's Erica, y'all. 
giving it to y'all as enthusiastic as she as enthusiastic as she can. You know. <laughs> and and guess what, y'all? Tonight, tonight's show, tonight's broadcast family is a big one because we want y'all to um call in. Let me see. Who, who's it? Oh, brother Charles Moore, you see you still draw, I'll let you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Brother, my brother Patrick Alexander is in the building. You know what I'm saying? Peace and Black Power. So my brother Charles Moore's up in there. My brother Dave, David Pierce is in there. Peace and Black Power to the family. Everybody out here, we're, we're live tonight, and we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. So um, we might as well get right at it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Eric, what do you think? Should we get right at it tonight? Why not? All right. Tonight is the Wakanda Forever episode of office hours family the wakanda forever off episode of office hours and let me see let me see hopefully my picture pops where it's supposed to i'm gonna slide this bad boy over here you see in the background as you, as you see we're going to be at everlasting life down in east it's going to be in um in capitol heights maryland family capitol heights maryland we're going to be down there popping it off hopefully the family will get a chance to check us out you know what i'm saying uh and um tonight's episode y'all you know, as we talk about the Wakanda Forever episode, you know what I'm saying? We want y'all to call in. We want y'all, we want to make sure y'all can call in and check us out on office hours. All right. And our call in number is 215-395-8700 on Skype. It's 215-395-8700 on Skype. Don't call in just yet. Because <laughs> we only can take a few listen. Phone call is going to be um, limited to two minutes per caller. When you call in, it's going to be limited to two minutes per call. I need to let y'all know that up front. Because a lot of times people call in and try to turn it into their podcast. All right? Technology exists for everybody. You can have your own. So make sure you share this, family. Because uh, we're going to we're gonna uh, tackle the question that's been um, posed by a lot of people over the last few weeks. You know, there's been a lot of uh, talk and chatter about the hype concerning the Black Panther movie that Marvel just released, Marvel Comics, as you know, it's part of Marvel Universe, the Marvel Universe. The, they have their own fucking universe, y'all. <laughs> but the Marvel Universe, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, thank you, Sister Angel, for posting that. Appreciate you, Queen. So, uh, Erica, a lot of people are saying that they've been inspired by the, the Black Panther movie. You know, they've been inspired by a lot of the... Uh, you know, just the pageantry. They've been inspired by the imagery. So, um, you you were at a meeting this past week, right? Last week you were at. Yeah, I, I had a big conference, Black and Government conference, uh-huh. and um, during this conference, and of course, it's what it is. It's black people that work for the federal government. Uh, they started a nonprofit organization nationally. And the St. Louis chapter had their annual um, conference. And Wakanda Forever was everywhere. Like, I couldn't escape it. Every table I sat at, every workshop, the host of the workshop, that's all everybody talked about at work. I, of course, worked for the government. When um, veterans called in, black veterans wanted to talk about like cancer and Wakanda and power and I was like, oh, and it was a different vibe and atmosphere. Even as I came back to work from watching the movie that weekend, 
Uh, we had a four day, a three day weekend, so we had a four day work week. We came up to work that Tuesday, and that's all everybody. It was like the atmosphere was ridiculous because everybody was discussing the document, the uh, movie, and they were so proud and they were so happy, and it just changed. It gave, I think, black people a different type of pride than they had before. Okay, so. So you had a meeting with these government officials, right? You had a meeting. It wasn't a meeting with government officials. It was uh, blacks in government. Blacks in government. Okay. Well, black employees that work for the federal government had looked up. Right. So, um, and in this in this meeting, in this meeting, right? You had, um, you know, you said, I mean, in this conference, sir. Excuse me, in this conference, a lot of black people. So, so, so the question I ask is. Because I've been seeing this word inspiration and pride. I've been seeing them peppered throughout the entire, um, you know, this entire, the, for the last month, two weeks prior, and then the, for the last two weeks since the movie. This, this, this uh, tomorrow actually will be the two week anniversary of the, the actual release. So I'm asking the people, and I'm asking that people to call in. You get a chance, call in. Tell me what was inspirational and prideful and what has the movie inspired you to do? You know, what has the movie inspired you to do? Because, you know, I'm a person who, you know, I created a movie with a lot of brothers and sisters and we can, we can met and we can talk about all the different things, <laughs> shameless plug, but we can talk about all the different things that um, the Independence Day Project and how that promotes, you know, um, inspiration how it, it gives people um instruction it uh it's, it's a solutions-based documentary with the with with the primary uh objective of you know black empowerment so family please tell me if you if you can call in call in number the, the call in number let me make sure i type it up again let me make sure i put it up again because i don't use the skype number all hey, the okay so the, the call in number is 215-395-8700 that's 215-395-8700. All right. I'll even type it in on YouTube so that the family on YouTube can see it. You know, um, and call in, family, because we're here. You know, 215 uh, 395 uh, yes, I know uh, a lot of that, that um, I mean, it's just amazing how, again, you know, being on the phone with a black veteran and they're saying Wakanda forever, and you know, they, and they, it's it's amazing how initially how the older black people at the Black Power family, you are on office hours with Brother Professor Carl Tone Jones and Eric Tobin. Who is calling? Uh, Tom and Dre Ship, man, down here in Mississippi. Oh, what's going on, Brother Dre Ship? This Brother Dre Ship? Yeah, Dre Ship. Hey, welcome to the office hours. 
All right, say it again, brother. What's your name again? Dre Shit. Dre Shit. Oh, yeah. Peace and black power to you, King. What's going on? Man, man, I just want to share uh, my little perspective from the uh, movie. I feel like the movie did make a lot of fire, but I also feel like, you know, some of those people that were real proud of the movie and really happy about the movie, you know, I don't think they really quite understood Killmonger and his pride and his passion about his people. Okay. So so let me ask you a question, brother. Because uh, I know you, it looks, it sounds like you're about to get into an analysis of kill, kill uh, the brother Eric Killmonger and um, his particular character. You're about to break down the, um, you know, the logistics of his character. Before you do that, let me ask you something. Did the movie, did the movie give you a sense of pride? That's the question number one. And then question number two, did the movie um, offer you some sort of inspiration? And if it did, what did it inspire you to do? The movie definitely made me proud. And it showed me, I mean, it had a, a real interest of our community. We always care. We always care for the world. It showed it. Okay. When they took that white guy back to the to Wakanda, and she was looking at him crazy, it showed our true essence right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what did the movie inspire you to do? Like, what did you, what, leaving the movie theater, what did the movie inspire you to do afterwards? All right, it inspired me even further to keep doing what I'm already doing, making those pet editors and taking on practical application. All right, practical application. All right, brother. Well, thank you for calling in, beloved. Like I said, we have to limit the phone calls because we we plan on having a lot more call in. But I appreciate oh, you, oh, beloved, oh. and appreciate your um your time. Uh, peace and black power to you, King. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. I sure. So, okay, Erica, the brother said, and um, and I want you to finish what you were talking about, too, um, before another call comes in, but the brother said that he felt prideful um, about the movie, um, and he also said that uh, it inspired him to keep doing what he's doing in terms of being a practical applicator of, of black empowerment. What what do you think, what, what messages were exchanged when you were talking about how you were sitting at the table with a bunch of sisters? Um, go, can, you, can you finish that particular um, conversation, or pick what pick yeah, up what you left off? During during the lunch hour, it was uh, just being at the table, and everybody saw the movie except for one one female, which was crazy because her and I were the only two at the table that actually watched Marvel films. I think it was one other black female. I'm, I'm not certain, but we liked Marvel uh, movies in general, not just you know. Black Panther. So, um, he hadn't seen it yet. So, um, the other females were a little upset because they wanted to discuss the movie, which, of course, we didn't want to spoil it for her. But one of the black women said, I would love to sit at this table with the, you know, with all these intelligent black women and discuss the role that the women played in the movie. Because at that moment, to these black women that sat at the table, they saw beautiful black women on the screen, not degrading themselves, not, you know, making a fool from and not playing any stereotype of any black women. Um, so that was something that even the women took pride in because the women were warriors, they were beautiful. So 
to these black women, it gave them a, even a different representation of a black woman. Okay. And that's not to be discounted. There are, as I said before, even in given my particular movie, there were pros and cons. And that was definitely a, a, a pro, specifically that the movie emphasized dark-skinned women, which um, I think it was uh it, it wasn't even sort of like suggested or subtle there was a direct attempt to showcase dark-skinned women and um i got to shout out my young brother rodney irvine uh, rodney irvin <laughs> he told me that the screen i'm looking a little dark brother i'm trying to look dark tired of being tired of people teasing because of light skin no i'm just kidding <laughs> shout out to shout out to my young brother rodney irvine um uh the son of uh patrick patrick and tammy tammy irvin so um one of the things that uh, i think that um we can look at is the fact that you did have an advancement you can also look at all the different characters in the movie um i think we can identify a lot of things like i said i had an issue with how they demonized the so-called pan-africanist character of the movie but I respected the ode to uh, the spook who sat by the door when he talked about his military tactics, about having different um, entities across the world and how he was playing the spook who sat by the door, basically saying that I have, when, when Eric Killmonger came in and, and sat at the throne and said, I have dignitaries all over the world who are just waiting for the opportunity to, to seize the opportunity. Oh, shizzle. We got another phone call. I got to get to this. Peace and Black Power. You're on office hours with Professor Carl Tone Jones and Eric Tobit. Who my ass is calling? <laughs> Do it again. Hello. Okay. I guess the line, the hotline was too hot. So let me go into the chat, Eric, and tell you and see what people. Oh, we're going to try it again. We're going to try it again. He's in black power. Mass is calling. They probably can mute whatever they're watching the show on. Hold on. Who's this? Peace in black power. Your office hours. Caller. Every code two. Every code uh, six seven eight. You're on office hours. You're live. It's Tammy. Oh, Tammy. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hey, peace and black power, Tammy. I was, oh, I was. Peace and black power to you. Peace and black power to you, Erica. <laughs> All right. And listen, hey, I want to thank Tammy. Her and her husband, Patrick, they brought the whole family up to Philadelphia for the Independence Day Project release here in Philly. So, you know, that's love and that's family. And um, I just want to. Yes, appreciation. So, thank you, uh, sister. Appreciate you. Now, Black Panther. <laughs> what do you want to talk yes. about, Black Panther? Black Panther. Yes. So, ask your question. Ask your question. I'm a regular guest. I'm a regular guest. I'm ready. Okay. So, the question is: Were you inspired? Well, well, first of all, did you feel pride in watching Black Panther? And then, two, if you felt pride, and then you also felt inspirational. You know, a lot of people threw these words around. What were you inspired to do differently 
since you came, since you've seen the movie? So I will say that there were prideful moments, but I don't know that I walked away with a sense of pride. Okay. I actually walked away. Um, I actually walked away, I, I guess I said disappointed. Well, I, I think, no, 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 disappointment was, I was like kind of hurt um, that some of the issues were um, exploited. Like there were issues with Black America versus African Africa. Um, there were issues with um, Black men versus Black women. Um, you know, there were issues with resources. Um, I, I don't mind sharing, but kind of the way it, it kind of fell apart at the end where, you know, people didn't see the power in Wakanda. Um, and so those were my issues and, and it made me sad you know um i will agree with erica it did highlight um black women which was a beautiful thing but somewhere along the line it was at the expense of black men um because there was separation and i don't know that i agree with that mm. so um i i do know that there's power in images for our children um however as adults we have to take um the strength and the lead and and um, cultivate those images so that they're used in powerful ways. As far as inspiration, I know I'm running up on my two minutes. Yeah, you good. Um, <laughs> I was I don't know that I was inspired. Okay. <laughs> like, I, you know, like I wasn't um, really inspired to do anything. I mean, except teach my, you know, kids and um, hopefully at some point we create our own because um, I, I kind of got sick about the amount of money that we're given to Marvel um, because if, if and I just want to shout everybody out, go look at what our actors made. Like you think you're supporting us, mm -hmm. but you're not because they've already got their contracts. The highest paid actor uh, made $3 million. That was T'Challa. Everybody else was below that. And if you watch what the um, actors for the Avengers are about to get, mm -hmm. they're getting $50 million, uh, for each appearance. Mm. And so we think we're doing a good thing by supporting this movie in the theater, but that's over. That's done with. The actors aren't getting paid. None of this is going back into the community. You know, it's just, I don't know. I was just kind of sad. But I do know, I do recognize the you know the positive imagery for our children. We just have to find a way to cultivate that. But yeah, I wasn't inspired. Okay. I was inspired to stay home, and even more inspired <laughs> once I saw how much our actors made. And and that's a big and that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Now yeah, I, now I'm gonna tell definitely. you one of the things I saw, but I'm not sure how how it can. It, and and um, Erica, you can chime in on this too. Um, one of the things I saw was the fact that. Black people have run out of excuses right now in terms of saying we don't have money for things. We can't say that no more. So specifically, like what Erica was speaking of earlier, where she knows people, and there's these are reports all over the country where people have seen this movie two and three and four times. You know? Oh yeah, because they because they think they're supporting the black actors. Yeah, you. I mean, you're breaking the numbers, but you're not breaking their bank. They got their money. They're not getting nothing else. Unless somewhere in their contract it was negotiated 
that, you know, they're going to get a percentage. But from what I've been told, the only persons who've been able to command a piece of the box office have been Denzel, Will Smith, and um, um, I think there's one other actor that I haven't have a name. But um, Samuel Jackson. I mean, <laughs> who? Samuel Jackson. Oh, Samuel. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you know what I'm talking about, then. So yeah. they're not getting this money. I mean, this might be for a future that okay. Oh, they made this amount of money, so maybe their salaries will go up uh, next time. But really, these folks didn't make anything compared to what the Avengers are about to make. I mean, fifty million per appearance. Come on, son, and and the yeah, man got three million dollars. I can, I can uh, also see that because the rest, of the, Avengers, the rest of the Avengers, the rest of the all had their their own movies. They have always done great, so that would be their reason for that. Not to excuse it, we all know that black actors and actresses are all underpaid compared to uh, white actors and actors, but. Marvel excuse would be this is Black Panther's first movie. You know, Thor does great. Uh, what's the other? Uh, Iron Man does great. Uh, Black Panther just came and shattered all the records that they set. Those movies set records, and Black Panther came and shattered them. But I don't even think they were expecting. I don't think anyone is expecting the movie to do it. Don't believe that. They expected that. I don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I don't believe that. Here's the thing. They know that the world's number one consumer are black people in America. We are the world's number one consumer, specifically when it comes to clothes and when it comes to to entertainment. We're the world's number one consumer uh, per capita. And specifically when you're talking about going out to see movies. You know, um, they, they, they. But we've never showed up the way they did for Black Panther. No other black movie. Yeah, they showed up for Black there. Panther like they did for Obama. Yeah, getting out. Uh-huh. There you go. Um, and that same energy. She said uh, they showed Obama. up for Black Panther like they showed up for Obama. And that's one of the things too that we have to look at in terms of uh, how how the re- the reception was. You gotta remember the propaganda behind this whole movie was designed to get black people into the theaters. You gotta think about. Um, the different uh, the themes the you know they they went to uh, I keep going back to Gil Scott Herons uh, they go the Gil Scott Heron the revolution will not be televised that speaks specifically to black people and make no mistake about it this was taken on a sort right. of right uh, they said that three times PC they said that three times right. So three times. So, so and, and but but you know what? They didn't even say it in the movie. Not it. <laughs> well, it wasn't no revolution. Right? Well, it wasn't no revolution in the movie. You know. Um. But so okay, Tim, we're gonna have to move on. But I know. Yeah, my husband just tapped me on the shoulder and gave me the two minute sign, and here came my other son afterwards talking about the two minute sign. So I'm sorry. Black love, peace, and power. <laughs> love y'all. Keep doing your thing. I'm out, oh, Tammy. All right, Tim. Appreciate it. appreciate you. Peace and black power. Uh, but but she brings up some interesting points, Erica. Uh, you brought up some good points too, uh, in regards to um, the, how the movie was marketed. I believe they did. I mean, they they knew based on pre-sales that this movie was going to do treme- tremendous numbers. This movie had what damn near two hundred million dollars already. No, raised? not not the pre-sales point. 
Okay. By the time the was doing pre-sales, they were, hey, keep that in mind. Okay. I don't know how they market it. I don't watch TV. I only knew Black Panther was coming out because my kids told me. I'm yet to see a commercial or any advertisement for Black Panther because I took Black Panther because I don't watch TV at all. Mm -hmm. And I think people, when I say I don't watch TV, I think people think, oh, maybe she watched. No, I don't watch TV. I watch, I have Netflix, and I have a few shows on Netflix I look at and put me to sleep. But I thought I, I'm yet to see any advertisement for Black Panther. I'm not on social media. So there was no way for me to see how they market the movie. But again, even once they began to market the movie, and they did the pre-sales. Now, then the actors and actresses were already paid. Yeah, they were already paid. Now, let's 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 get into something else real quick, because you're actually right. Yeah, the actors and actors, and then like you said before, black actors, you know, will will always take um, bottom dollar because black actors went where everybody is calling representation. Let me see. I gotta clear up my damn camera. It's a little like um, foggy. I gotta tighten up the lens. Or whatever. All right. So, because truthfully, I didn't think black people was gonna show up for that movie. I oh, did not think I did. I honestly did. But again, I didn't know because I don't know black people to show up to movies like that. Even with the Madeira, and the, we we do have selective movies that we choose to see. But also, um, I like sci-fi. I love anything that's sci-fi. So for me, going to see it with no biggie. I didn't just think that I mean you know think twice about it because I go see all the Marvel movies. Yeah, you're a Marvel. You are what's called a Marvel head, where you go to see they, 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 all these terms and, and these subgroups. You know, I hate them all, but you you are what be considered a Marvel head in regards to that. And, and plus, like you said, you haven't been on social media, so you hadn't seen the buildup. But yes, the buildup has been going on since October in regards to this movie. Now we have some 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 comments in the thread that the people make some uh, uh some brothers and sisters are making some points. So let's go to those real quick. Uh sister Najib Isaac um out of New York states that they talk about Wakanda like Africa isn't a continent and countries in it aren't fighting for independence. The movie didn't inspire them to do anything real in real life outside of getting some nice African fashions. Um what do you say to that, Erica? Um, I could agree uh, with with some of those points, definitely because. But you know me, if it inspires them to look at themselves in a more positive light, because we do look at each other, one another, in the most negative light possible. So, someone to look in a mirror and finally like what they see and love the melanin that they see. To me, that's a step forward into more positive imagery, more positive action. But again, for me, you know, I, I often think it's, it's baby steps, especially for us, it's baby steps. Okay, and you do say that. Uh, my brother Patrick Alexander said, the movie made black people happy collectively, not proud. We were happy, well, let me get this right. We were happy that America could celebrate with black excellence and be acknowledged on the silver screen without offending white people. There were prideful moments, but the movie does not does not leave the collective of black people with a resonating pride that will cause us to develop a mindset to build. The, uh, the movie is actually counter-revolutionary. What do you say to that, Erica? I could definitely agree with that one as well. Um, but when we 
look at this movie as being quote unquote conscious or woke or black empowerment, whichever term you want to use. Uh, we're talking about people that aren't woke and aren't conscious and aren't about black empowerment. These are the people that it, 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 it inspired, and we shouldn't be shocked that it inspired this, these set of people. But you know what, though? <laughs> now that you say that, those aren't the people who were actually making these comments. The people who are making these comments were the ones who you would consider who the ones who a year ago would tell you that movies are nothing but propaganda and programming. You know, and see, for me, that's not what I saw. The people that I see that were being inspired with, with this movie aren't. They, cause again, I'm only around my coworkers. I'm not on any social media. They're the typical not so woke or not so conscious people. So, okay. All right. So, Sister Angel Proctor out of the DMV. Peace and black power to you, Queen. All right. She said they also knew that this movie was coming out in the tax month when black people were spending money they usually don't have to be able to watch the movie more than once. And I the, can, the movie came out before taxes were released. <laughs> not, no, not necessarily. Now you no, remember, huh? I know. Yeah, you're, you're funny. But a lot of people, you know, people get those, you know, you can get your taxes in a week now. Don't play now. But um, a lot of people also, this movie was marketed for Black History Month. Don't think for a second that Marvel didn't pick up on oh, all of, of the little innuendos to, to market this movie. Market. They used the Black theme. They used the revolutionary theme. And as Brother Patrick said, stated, they made sure that this is a safe movie for Black people. And that was my number one contention. And, and Sister Najib made a point a while back on her thread uh, a few days ago. When she stated that, um, and actually, I think it might have been yesterday, when she stated that black people are so proud to say um, Wakanda forever because they're afraid to say black power. What do you say to that? I definitely agree with that. Because they Wakanda forever with everything. And it is safer. It, it's like, it seems like it's the, the uh, white people calling instead of them calling us niggas, they say thugs. Mm -hmm. So instead of them saying black power, you can say Wakanda forever. I agree with it. I'm telling you, I'm seeing it and hearing it everywhere. I told you even black veterans, when they hang up the phone with me, they were saying Wakanda forever. And I'm just laughing. That's true. That's the safe way. That, that, that's the flame talk. So instead of them saying black, that's, that's code for black empowerment. <laughs> yeah, but, but is it really and that cold? might be a good thing. Huh? But is it really code for black empowerment? Because there's nobody else on the phone but you and the, and the caller. You know, there's no other oh, people. You, oh, you, oh, no, 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 no. I call get monitored on four different levels. But locally, all the way up to Washington, D.C. at all times. I know that. But do your callers know that? Yes. Who doesn't know I call get monitored? Okay. All right. Even still, I think that's some punk shit. But anyway. <laughs> um. And, and, and Angel said, P, uh, FYI, she got her tax money on February 1st. <laughs> um, uh, so, listen, I'm asking the question because I keep seeing people saying they were inspired. And when you're inspired, that means you're inspired to do something. Now, I know black people supported Black Panther, and the, and the movie is going to top a billion dollars this weekend. This upcoming weekend, which is the second weekend of the show, the movie is going to top a billion dollars. 
We all know that. There's no getting around it. The movie's on top of a billion dollars um, within the first two weeks of, of, of being out, which is going to shatter all Marvel records. And, um, and But here's the deal. I hope, I hope brothers and sisters don't get caught up in thinking that there's going to be a Black Panther 2 anytime soon or that there's going to be uh, uh, another type of uh, like these Black actors and actresses that have been thrust, thrust out in front of us. I hope you're not fooled into thinking that this automatically means that Hollywood is going to give these brothers and sisters uh, great acting roles. What I've seen, when you have Black actors who, um, who have a Black cast and they perform well, when Hollywood gives them the next role, it's usually some fucked up ass fake action-packed movie or fake drama that they know is going to fall flat. They don't give it any promotion. They, they put it together terribly, and the movie typically bombs, you know? And you can look at with going all the way back to um, Carl Weather when he was in uh, Rocky, right? Carl Weather was in Rocky, and then they came up with this bullshit-ass action movie, Action Jackson. <laughs> now, I like Action Jackson, but it was a bullshit-ass B-movie. You know what I'm saying? You can go on and on. And, and, and unless you are like Will Smith where you've actually captivated and you have what they call crossover appeal, they're not going to put black actors, specifically black actors mimicking Africans, you know, modeling Africans. They're not going to give those brothers and sisters uh, acclaimed, highly acclaimed roles where they're going to continue to, to receive or they'll be able to, to, to mark their, their, um, chart their territory, chart their path. I just want brothers and sisters to, under, to understand that, that in supporting this movie, Financially, and I'm saying supporting because that's how you show support. You support this movie. When you're supporting this movie, what you're doing is you're basically, you know, uh, sponsoring Marvel. You're making Marvel really fat and rich, but you're really not. I don't really think we've really grasped how little effect this is going to have, the resounding effect that this is going to have in terms of these brothers and sisters. And I think. I think one of the conversations we need to have, Erica, too, is this whole thing about representation. Have you heard that a lot, that this is good representation for Black people? Um, I haven't really heard it, but I, I, I know all Black people think it. Right. So the conversation has been that representation this we need representation we need positive representation people need to see black people on the big screen you know and, and roles other than being slaves thugs and hoodlums i agree with that but when you say representation representation means to 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 when you are sort of like being accounted for by somebody by by governing bodies right am i wrong if i'm wrong people in chat check me from wrong. So I'm asking the question. We talk about the representation. Who are we trying to be represented to? Like, who is this representation directed to? It, you know what? Not necessarily just white people, but definitely also to ourselves. I oftentimes say that for me, in front of my son, I present myself a certain way because I'm representing all black women. And I don't want my son to have a negative uh, viewpoint of how black women are. And the same with my daughter, because I want them to have a positive image of what a black woman should be. So mm -hmm. for me, when I think of representation, when I'm in front of any black girl, young black girl, I make sure I'm representing myself 
in a positive aspect or a positive light so that when they look at me, they don't think that I'm the stereotype or like a, a quote-unquote the stereotype of a black woman. So for me, when I say I'm representing such and such, it's not to any other race outside of I have to make sure when I'm around young black kids, young black boys too, that I'm not being someone that is a stereotype, especially in a negative way. Okay. And and I think that that's important. Images matter. My sister Shanice Starr uh, always says images matter. Images matter. Now, the question is, do we feel as though we should be pitching and, and asking and pleading to Hollywood to present us with these images, or should we be doing it for ourselves? We definitely should be doing it for ourselves, but being realistic about how things are in society and the fact that we don't own anything, that's one of the reasons why I do not watch TV. I don't watch TV because there's nothing on that on TV that represents me. Anything I want to see, any there's no black females, female characters that I could think of that I can actually relate to because again, there's nothing that represents me. So um, we do need need it on both ends because we got to be again realistic about if some little black girl out there that's watching real love hip hop of uh, whatever those reality shows are. And if that's what Hollywood is controlling and that's all she has access to, then no, that's bad representation for that little black girl or for that little black boy because they watch these shows and half of them don't know what black love looks like. So to them, what they see on these shows, that's black love. So then when they get in a relationship, they don't know how to coexist with the, with the opposite sex because they used to act in a fool. Mm. Because that's what they saw being represented on TV. Mm -hmm. And that's a, it's a powerful medium. That goes back to propaganda, by the way. Right? That goes back to selling propaganda, selling the story, selling the narrative. And, um, and I think it's important that we need to understand that that's also what's happening in all movies you watch, including the one that we're talking about um, as a topic of the show. So when you start, when you say representation, though, at some point, we need to be the ones responsible for the representation. You just acknowledge that you try to make sure that you are the one responsible for your child, your, your sons, your daughters, you know, to, so that people know that, you know, so they know what the, what, what, what a, how a black woman is supposed to model herself, you know, respond, uh, what self-respect is, what having self-esteem is, pride, being, being real prideful, you know, um, and I want to and I want to speak to something, you know, um, because we're talking about uh, feeling the need to uh, get on board, right? You get on board. Let me tell you what, what what you can be. You want to talk about building Wakanda? Y'all need to check out the Black Liberation Movement out in Mississippi. All right, hashtag Black Cotton Economics six six two, Black Comic Econ Black Cotton Economics six six two, and support the movement going on out there. In Mississippi, I know I am. I'm about to grab a couple shirts off my brother Patrick uh, Patrick Alexander, who has PATs. That's the name of his uh, clothing. Um, is his, his apparel company, and he designs shirts, t-shirts, this and the other. But what they're also doing is they're cropping watermelons. I believe it's watermelons and tomatoes, and they're having some. They're, and they're looking forward to a nice yield 
you know, this upcoming season. So, you know, we need to have boots on the ground like that because they have access to, um, excuse me, they have access to 10 acres right now, but they're building on that. And what they're finding is more brothers and sisters, elders, people who have left uh, Mississippi, going off there, whatever, are finding out what they're doing. And because they have land, these brothers and sisters are going out there and they're, do they're donating the land to the family. They're mm. donating the land to, so, but, you know, so we got to support That's that. Yeah. So you want to talk about Wakanda, let's build Wakanda. And this is not exclusive. <laughs> this is inclusive. All right. Let's build Wakanda. You know, let's do that whole pitch because I'm going to tell you, there were certain things I liked about the movie and there certain things I didn't, as you already know. Um, and the, I was, I, I'm, I was already inspired as a Pan-African, as Black nationalist to do and build for the Black community. So I didn't find anything in the movie that was going to inspire me to do anything more than I was already doing. But what I'm going to tell you one thing I did like, I love the fact that people were talking about their children were looking at the poster and their children were saying, I want to be T'Challa. I want to be, you know, um, what's the young sister's name? You know, um, uh, Lapita. Yeah, I want to be yeah, yeah, Lapita, you know, Nakia. That was her name in the movie. I want to be, you know, and the children were saying they wanted to be all those. That, that right there sort of warms my heart up. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, that right there is something because those images matter. Black children seeing themselves being black superpower. Peace and black power to my brother Ajay Tayamba chiming in. Um, so, uh, and brother Ajay, feel free to call. The number's pinned in. The number's in the pen. Uh, the number's are, is the pen post. Also, family, make sure y'all get a chance to um, check out the Independence Day Project. Go to blackindependence.org. Get your copy of Black Independence. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, so we got another comment, Erica. I'm going to read this comment. Uh, Brother Aaron Lawson says, why are folks acting like the movie wasn't based off a fictional comic that's been out for over 30 years? Okay. Well, brother, I'm going to tell you like this. It's because everything... It's 1966. Yes, it's 1966. I'm going to tell you, first and foremost, let's not pretend that the actual uh, creator of the comic strip, Stan Lee, was not politically um, aligned, not just politically aligned, but had political agendas when creating all of his characters. Let's not do that. Let's also remember that the movie had a certain creative license that it changed the different characteristics of different people within the movie. So it wasn't all 100% based by that. And two, let's get off this kick that entertainment is just entertainment. All right? Because in a movie right before the Marvel comic movie, right before this, there was a strong Israel Jewish message that was depicted in Thor Ragnarok. When the um when uh what 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 what's their um what was their um city that got destroyed, Erica? You, you're the Marvel the you're the Marvel comic here. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the city they got destroyed, and so I don't have to ask my daughter. Okay. Or my son. Uh, yeah. But when this city got destroyed, they didn't say that damn, you know, that's that's the end of civilization. They said the people. Are the, the the cradle of civilization so wherever the people are mm -hmm. the nation resides but in this movie it speaks to wakanda forever basically saying the rest of the african diaspora ain't shit. <laughs> you know what i mean we we're trying to get into wakanda which has borders up for us we can't get in now don't talk you know 
and then you talk about a movie that 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 specifically blocks aid to African nations that could use help in its fight against oppression. You know this that and the other. You know why I think you know why I think they had to do it that way? Because I, I honestly thought long and hard, like if they had all these resources for all these hundreds of years, how in the hell did they let the slave trade go on? So because it is isn't a real movie. But they have some realistic events that take place like the, the slave trade. Right. So in order to justify the slave trade, they had to say, well, we were blocked off from everybody. They were they were evolved in it. And if you get a part of that's well, killmonger and you know, that's what the divide comes in there. So they had to come up with some reason and why would not they let their people of the continent get sold out? And I think it's the only storyline for the best that they could do. Was so they were, you know, okay, you know, closed in from closed off from the rest of the world. I hear you. All right, hold on, Andrew. We got another caller. I recognize this number. Peace and Black Power. Is this my brother? Yes, sir. <laughs> Peace and Black Power King. For those of you who don't know, this is my brother IJ Tayamba. Welcome to Office Hello, Hours, good brother. Uh, Sister Erica said, "Peace, brother." Peace, Sister Erica. Peace, brother Carl. Calling from Harlem World, man. I just want to say a few quick things, man. Number one, y'all need to cop this brother Carl's movie, The Independence Day Project, and stop playing. It's time to practice our politics, put our money with our politics off. He is talking about building a real Wakanda in that movie. Oh, close to 30 activists around the country are talking about not only what we should do, but what they are doing. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, you know, man, I've been hearing about 8 million comments about this movie. But I have, I have to say, I have criticisms, and I have things I saw that were good. I think the criticism been covered, and the pros have been covered. But I do think that um, one thing it shows us is that our people, for whatever reason, this resonates with our people. It also tells us that we might need to look at the genre of fiction as a real vehicle of um, promoting empowering ideas and messages. And it's not the first time it's happened in our history. I mean, we had the spook who sat by the door was that type of movie, you know, that resonated with people. Even um, when we were kids, the miniseries Roots right. resonated with people. And so we know that. And there's a, or even The Matrix, there's so many fictional movies. I think that um, we need to really think about all of us who write and are creative types coming out in the fiction genre and putting messages in that fiction and characters that people can relate to, you know, and, and root for, because that, along with our um, nonfiction books, and our documentaries might help give the type of thrust that our people need. You know, so that's something I was like, wow, this fictional genre is really powerful. Mm. And the question just becomes, who's writing, directing, and producing it, starring in it, who's bankrolling it, and what community is getting paid from it? You know, mm. those are the questions we need to figure out. But I think we should take that fiction very seriously because you can talk to people all day about, look at The Godfather mm-hmm. or The Matrix, all of these fictional movies that so resonate with people. People quote them, 
mm. in their day-to-day lives. People style themselves after characters. So that's a, mm-hmm. another thing that I got of it. And that's basically it. Well, you know, hold on for a second, Brother Isaac, because it's something you mentioned that, and I can think back even further back to um, the Greek gods, the Norse gods, you know, how they were being, how they were portrayed all through Europe as models and how and how to function in society and and, mm-hmm. and aspirations and children would go up saying, I want to be Thor, I want to be Hercules, I want to be this, that, and mm-hmm. other, you know, and how those characters have it permeated even to this day where they have created fictional works to sort of, you know, emphasize them. So I think that that's a, a real powerful powerful tool that a mechanism that we can use and this is why one of the things i was really kind of disappointed a little bit and with the, some of the messaging in this particular movie is that i felt like this could have been one of those moments and i felt like every time we get a chance to have one of those moments we come up a little short but i do like the idea of seeing that utilizing this fiction if we turn it the way we need to, and I know a lot of brothers and sisters right now that are writing revolutionary comics, by the way. They have not made it to the mainstream, you know, but they are writing revolutionary comics and they're trying to get those put out, marketed, published, and, and out to the public. You know, if some of those stories get turned into movies like by people like us, you know, maybe if we take all yeah. this energy that we put into making uh, Marvel's rich, Marvel comic rich, and um and power in the marvel universe and maybe we put it into a black empowered universe and we created that particular thing maybe just maybe we can start having those genres where we can speak unapologetically and freely about things we like to see in the world absolutely brother yeah. i'm completely with you i mean look at that movie uh tom hanks is in what was that movie called it was from a book it was about the church and oh 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 and, oh, uh, oh the uh, the one about the illuminati the uh the code yeah uh, yeah hold on one second brother, um erica was about to shine with one thing real quick good erica you know um i wrote wrote that script tv show um years ago and you know i go in every once in a while and tweet it but even with my tv show that i i wrote one of my characters is a college professor she's pro-black and throughout the episode I want her dropping a little knowledge of black history, but not the Dr. King and all of that real black history. So again, I use that fictional character in this TV show to create an image of a black woman that if it ever gets on TV, a little black girl can look at that college professor and learn as, as that character and actually learn something and hope to, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. If they um, <laughs> I know I was drinking earlier, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Call me mm-hmm. and about this later. Yeah. I know I'm not gonna hear the end of it. But um, they could uh, research and find out more into detail about what this character is talking about. But again, using those fictional characters to drop little, you know, gems of of knowledge in black empowerment. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Oh, so brother and brother RJ, what were you saying? Because I, I didn't mean to cut you off either. You were talking about. Oh no, that's cool. Yeah. that's all good, brother. Um, I, I I was going to say I actually think that um organizers who are worth their salt, what we all do is we use everything at our disposal. So 
this the movie, regardless if you like it, don't like it, or whatever, it becomes a teaching tool. As a matter of fact, a brother I know posted in a message on Facebook to a bunch of us a curriculum. A sister has actually come up with a curriculum for I think fifth through eighth grade students based on the movie, but it's historical and political. Mm. So I, I was like, that's, that's what's up. You know, we got to use it. <laughs> if our kids, if this resonates with our children, mm-hmm. regardless of what we think, we use it. If, that's, if that language uh, resonates with them, then we use that and take them higher. You feel me? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of movies in our past that were done, but because of the time, the lack of technology, they were kind of cheesy. And I think we might need to look at certain classic movies and redo them now with a more political message. Mm. And with the technology you know, that's that we have now, yeah. That, that's contemporary, you know? Yeah. And with the technology that we have now, you know, that, that opens the door to some of the things that that, that is specifically what you're talking about. Um, and, and it wouldn't cost uh, $10 million to do it now just because of the technology that you have, that we have access that's to. That's right. You know, um, and specifically with the the different uh, movie editors that we have out there. So oh, I'm sitting here belching. But I want to let you get back to your show, but I just want to chime in. Listen, family, we got to get that movie. Stop playing. Get that movie. www.blackindependence.org. Support the brother. Support the movement. The Black Power Movement of the '60s and '70s is coming back, family, and we got to prepare ourselves for that. I say, well, I appreciate Please. you, brother. Peace and black power. So, and that's my brother IJ Tayamba. He's also featured in the Independence Day Project. But um, you know, uh, and Eric, we have to, we have some we have some chatter in the chat room, Erica. I like to call the comment section the chat room. Oh, we got another phone call. Hold on, hold on. This is like another call from New York. Peace and black power. You're on office hours. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is Samaj, that count. Brother Samaj, what's going on, brother? Peace and Black Power. Hey, peace, welcome, welcome, Black welcome. Power. welcome. <laughs> what's going on, brother? How are you? Hey, give thanks, brother. Give thanks, man. You know, you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, I have to echo our brother, RJ Kihimbe. Uh I've been, I've been promoting uh, your movie, The Independence Day Project, saying that it, it could be used as a template and, and, and you know, uh, a, a guide to developing a, 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 a Rwanda. Wakanda. Wakanda, pardon me. A Wakanda. You know, yeah, it, it's like, you know, it, it could be used as a template, man, I'm telling you. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to order several copies myself. You know, I haven't gotten around to doing it yet, but I definitely will. And uh, you're doing a great job, brother. I just wanted to weigh in real quick. I don't want to take too much time. Um, uh, about the movie, yes, uh, you know, it depends on one's perspective. Uh, you know, if you're a pessimist, of course you're going to find all the bad things about it in the movie. You know, the negative. And if there is, besides the fact that you know the money isn't being applied to uh, our cause or anything like that, it's making uh, Marvel all this money. But uh, other than that, I mean, you know, that could be applied to the uh, the, the pessimistic. Uh, uh, part of it, but the optimistic part of it is, you know, knowing that we're in at war right now, 
uh, it could be used as a propaganda because art, uh, I think you made a post on Facebook about the fact that art can be used as a, a, a means of propaganda during times of war. Mm -hmm. And it has been done mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that it's drawing so many of our people to the theater to see it, uh, the fact that it has uh, so, so, much, uh, so many subliminal messages in it, of course, it might be going over some people's heads, but <laughs> so, those of us who have studied a little bit and, you know, uh, have a little knowledge of self can pick up the subliminal messages in the movie because the director, from what I learned, did it intentionally. Uh, you know, he, he, he did it intentionally with hopes that, you know, because he, what he did was, which we, we should learn to do, is, you know, this is some, you know, if, if they hate it, we have to love it. You know, if, if it's something that comes out, even if it's produced by them, because most of them uh, aren't feeling the movie, a lot of them didn't go to see the movie, but, uh, but, but yet it inspired a lot of us to go. So, you know, that should be a plus in a, in a matter of speaking. You know, outside of the financial part of it, I think it can be used as a tool or a weapon to, uh, as, a, as a means of propaganda to uh, move people in a certain direction. Well, I definitely know the imagery of black people in places wearing crowns and black warriors um, taking the field and, and, and having, uh, you know, uh, this advanced technology pissed off a lot of white people. Uh, Erica, uh, <laughs> what do you think about Brother Samaj's um, statement, Erica, about um, how we can utilize the, the momentum from the movie to, to build upon it? I, I agree with him. You know, I've told you that a few times. Um, actually, uh, every time we talked about the movie, I told you that. But you know, I am a glass half full person. Uh -huh. So I even told you that if we utilize this moment right, instead of us trying to always uh, build off of the negative uh, energy of someone black dying, getting mad at the police and trying to come together, maybe instead of using that negative energy and that's why we hadn't built any momentum you know it grows and dies a week later um maybe we can build off the positive energy of this film and you, i told you that the other day we need to take this positive energy that this film has created and use it for black empowerment we could build off of that positive energy but and my question has always been hold tight brother somebody i want you to chime in on this as well my question has been and always will be is because I believe that this is a time where white folk had given black people permission to be fanatics about being black, right? Because any other movie, I mean, just a year ago, you had a real superhero that was that was uh, that was being featured, right? You had the birth mm -hmm. of a nation with Nat Turner, the Nat Turner story. Now, that's a real black superhero. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So, yeah. and, and the messages that we got from that, because his enemy was white supremacy, right? His enemy that's right. was his enslaver, and he went to drastic messages methods to free his people, right? And if it wasn't for some that's snitches, right. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, you know, we don't know how that story would have turned out, and how written because it was a real story. Now, this is important to understand because it was a real story. Right, because it was based uh -huh. in truth, right, and it talked about black rebellion, and it didn't have a white savior. 
Now let's take this in contrast with, with uh Black Panther for a second. In Black Panther, you had the the the, the CIA agent Ross, right? What did mm -hmm. Ross become? Ross became the hero of the movie. He had his Luke Skywalker moment. Remember when Luke blew up the Death Star? All right? Yeah. They created yeah. that moment in the and in, 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 in fact. Basically, he was stopping weapons from going to people who are going to overthrow racist white regimes all over the world. He should not be. Yes, yes, yes. So, and so, you know what? One of my coworkers complained about that. He said, I couldn't get a movie with 10 stars because I don't understand. All them black people there expected a white person to do. And I said, you know, it's always each the planet of the war for the planet of the eight with the little white girl. You know, they always have to play somebody white. In the middle of it, so that you won't think they're all evil. Because truthfully, that both of those movies promoted the the evilness of white people. Mm -hmm. So they needed to put that great white hope, that little, that one last white person on there, so you could possibly think, ah, oh, all of them like that. Well, well, other than the character Claw, they didn't really promote white evil in Black Panther. In fact, they created a civil war amongst other Africans, with Africans killing Africans, which to this day, I still have a problem with. I still have a problem with okay, that. Okay, I thought they did. You know, well, okay, so um, what What did you, what What did they, uh, what, what particular aspect of white supremacy uh, did they reveal that was evil? Even when, um, when Killmonger was in the museum, trying to, you know, they, him and Claw was getting that, that hammer, yeah. and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was it was hard because that was the my favorite part of the movie was that scene when he told her, "You've been watching me from the moment I walked in here, but you didn't think to check what was in your car." And he asked how much the mm -hmm. thing cost. She said it's not for sale. He said it went for sale when your people took it. When he checked, that was my favorite part. And when um the girl called the white dude a colonizer. Oh yeah, I like the other. Yeah. Brother, 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 sorry, I'm sorry, brother. That's 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 partly what I was saying. Uh, what I read before when there was a lot of messages yeah. that came across that were clear to a lot of us that study and things like that 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 have a little education <laughs> that you brothers are pushing you and RJ. Uh, you know, when you had that, are you there? Can you hear me? No, no, we are you clear, brother? You here? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah when, when you have that, you know, that, that's when these, these messages don't go past you. You know, like the sister picked up. You know, uh, there was a lot of that in the movie. But I don't want to stay on the phone too much longer. I just want to close out by saying that, you know, again, it's, it, it depends on one's perspective, you know, how one looks at something. You know, there's so much philosophy that speaks to this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's the, there's the glass half full, there's the glass half empty. You know, uh, 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 philosophy. There's the two sides of the coin philosophy. You know, there's the above as below philosophy. There's there's all there's so much philosophy that says that you you know you you have the ability to see things from different perspectives. You know, so I'm I'm an optimist myself. So I'm I'm grabbing onto the positive stuff of the movie. You know, it you know, but but and, and then the, as far as the negative part of it, if it if it really pisses you off that the money's not coming to your people. Then let it push you off to the extent that you want to, if you're not creative yourself, get with somebody who's creative. Let them know how pissed off you are that a white person made this movie. Because uh, 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 pertaining to uh, addressing what you mentioned a moment ago, the fact of the white hero, 
That's why anytime they write the story, you know they're going to write that in the story. You know, I don't care how much of a, about the story is about us or how much we're in the movie, there's going to be that white hero. Yeah. But until we write our own movie, like, like say, like the movie that came out in the 70s, Sankofa. You know what I'm saying? We we saw black hands reaching down uh, from the chains and, and picking them up. That, that's why they took it out the theater because we rebelled. You know, it was a black man that wrote the movie, and and and, and like I said, you know, just like the Nat Turner movie that you mentioned, brother, and and the movie Sankofa when it was in the theater. Like I said, you saw black people rebel. You know, you see them grabbing weapons and getting ready to handle some business. You know, and and they couldn't take it. They took it out the movie. We have to grab onto the positive of, of anything that we come across that can help our cause. And, and on that note, brother, thank you so much for letting me have a voice. Oh. And uh, again, you're doing a great job. Sister, thank you so much, too. You're doing a great job. Also, RJ and, and the family, peace to y'all. Love y'all, Black Power. And we're going we're gonna to make this work. I say, like, 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 like Brother oh. RJ says, we will win. We will win. Peace and Black Power, King. Peace and Black Power. Hey, Carl, I want to touch on something. Um, yes. Um, and this speaks to just how we are. Mm-hmm. Um, Perry, my, my daughter screenshotted me and she sent me where uh, it said Tyler Perry watching these uh, black council numbers and he like Madea goes to Africa, right? <laughs> yeah. So that being said, I said there hasn't been a black movie that I can recall that has ever produced the numbers that Black Panther has. They have never been any because there are few white movies they have produced these numbers now that I think about it. This movie has broken a lot of white movie records, right? Never mm-hmm. mind just the black. We have issues with supporting our own stuff. I know a lot of people that refuse to support anything Tyler Perry. Don't get me wrong, I don't like anything he puts out for the most part. You know, you reach a point in your life where you outgrow it, you realize it's all the same, what have you. But you've got to respect the fact that Tyler Perry built his own Hollywood in one of the blackest cities in this country, in Atlanta. He built his own Hollywood in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Whether we like what he does or not, truthfully, in order for him to do more and create more diversity amongst black culture, we have to support what he's doing to give him more money, to give him more power, to create more images of us. Because if not, he's going to continue to cater to that same uh, audience that he has. Because that's who's generating the money. And so he can generate, again, more money to cater to the people like me. I love Star Trek. I love anything Star Trek, Star Wars. I've always been that way since I was a kid, I guess. I like it. Tyler Perry is not going to create that. Because in his mind, black people aren't doing that. That's not going to generate him any money. So... We don't, what, it's a lot of things that black people do that we like, oh, one of the, you know, that I hate to say crab in a bucket mentality, but we don't make it a habit of supporting our own to grow our own, to generate the wealth within ourselves so that we could see a different type of image of us because it's all the same. All of our images, there's nothing innovative when it comes to our entertainment. And with outside a Blade, which is Marvel, Blade is a Marvel movie, and I wasn't a fan of Blade like that. It was okay, but I'm not into vampires like that. Anywho, um, we don't get a lot of black sci-fi. We don't get a lot of black superheroes. 
And that's why I said it shocked me because I didn't know black people were in. But he stopped me Because we typically don't show up to support certain things. We just don't. Well, so yeah, if we want to we... see ourselves create those things, we got to support those that's empowered to create some of those images. I hear you. And for the record, this movie, a, a large percentage of it was shot at Tyler Perry's studio, by the way. So Tyler Perry mm. did get in on it. All right. Oh, um, that's what's up. But in addition to that, I just want to point this out to you, um, brother Aaron Lawrence, who's been putting up a lot of comments. Peace and black power to you, brother. Um, black people needed permission to celebrate being black. And this is one of the biggest reasons why you have so many black people who are going to this movie screaming Wakanda forever and not black power. All right. If black people were to put up another movie, an action thriller, an action food, we have to get past the cognitive dissonance that exists within us that needs white permission. A movie that talks about black empowerment and unapologetically, even if it's an unapologetic action figure, an unapologetic cartoon, we as black people, I've seen so many people, Chris Rock has a comedy special on Netflix right now. And Chris Rock is basically breaking down the horrors of black folk raising children under the system of white supremacy in this country. Do you know that black people are literally on the comments thread talking about how racist the movie was because of how he spoke so freely and openly about white supremacy and how openly he talked about the racism and how openly he talked about how he has to, you know, um, be physically abusive to his son to prepare them for dealing for when they go out into the world and have to deal with white folk that, you know, I mean, to his daughters, excuse me, about how um, brothers and sisters leading the thread. Are, are I'm offended for white people. What type of bullshit is that? We have to stop. <laughs> literally, you look, but this is the mentality. And this is why, you know, we get to the point where as black people, we have to start recognizing or we have to start getting past that point of being afraid to offend white people. And then creating a, so this is why this movie was, see, because everybody talks about, you know, this is a white movie and brother Samaj is right, this is a white movie. So when everybody talks about the creative freedom that the brother who wrote the movie had, I said, bullshit. He, he was part of a franchise that has to function the same way. It's like being a manager at McDonald's. You can't change the menu. You can't change the specials. You might change how your customer service is. You might change the, the rotations of the employees. But at the end of the day, it's still McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? And just like that, there's still Marvel Comics. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and we have to stop being apologetic about being black. We, and we got and we have to have black people that are just unafraid to just say we need shit for black people period for for that black little girl for that black little boy for that elder that's been sitting back you know uh feeling discouraged because they have not seen progress of of of, of, of towards black independence in their life and i'm speaking specifically towards black independence I'm not talking about this whole kumbaya society that everybody wants to live in and be comfortable with until some shit happens to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the mere fact that, you know, we, we need to have independent black communities that push and promote, you know, uh, the, the, the images of black people standing alone, proud, protected, and free. You know, 
And I think that we have to overcome the cognitive dissonance that does not allow for movies like that to succeed. Blade was a great movie. It actually saved the Marvel comp, um, the Marvel, um, the Marvel universe was in the balance in terms of movies. They were flopping left and right. Blade actually saved the franchise. You know what I'm saying? So, um, in regards to all those different, you know, movies and things of that nature, Blade saved the franchise. A black movie. You know what I'm saying? So when we start talking about um all these different things, we have to really look into and, and brother Aaron, I'm gonna have to say this to you before I go forward. You and a lot of other brothers and sisters are defending Black Panther, the actor, the comic, or whatever, more so than you're defending the black community. I take issue with that. Okay. This discussion right now is not about the Black Panther and protecting the image of the Black Panther. This was about protecting the, this is about the overall uh, process of protecting Black people, the community. The interest of the community supersede whatever the hell the comic strip is going to do. I don't know the Black Panther. You'll never meet the Black Panther. <laughs> None of us will meet any of these comic strip heroes, but you'll definitely meet a brother and sister in need. You might meet one today. You might be one. All right. So let's get off that particular boat where we're going to try to change the narrative to the defending the honor of the Black Panther. Let's not do that bullshit. I'm not with that at all. Um, Erica, back to what we were talking about, the cognitive dissonance that exists within the community is that we can take, we can sit in terms of, uh, and we can sit and look at the uh, imagery of these things and as long as it's fictional then there's no moral license to do anything with it but not only that as long as it's not attacking white supremacy you know what i'm saying as long as it's not attacking white supremacy you know we don't have to you know we're not dealing with anything that um that that black people will stand behind at this current moment take 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 you know, I, I can't, hate to keep throwing myself a bone. This is a movie right here about unapologetic black experiences, about unapologetic black superheroes in the community doing superhero work within the community. You know what I'm saying? This is about black people doing superhero work within the community. So in regards to having, you know, but we can't get black people to get behind that right now because it's not fictional, because it actually is a call to action. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, it's unapologetic in terms of caring about how white people feel. So in terms of getting that particular message to the community, you know, in terms of watching it, um, you know what I'm saying, in terms of building and things that in terms of what we got going on, I just don't know that right that that uh I, I'm not sure about if if black people are uh, you know would would be as involved if there was a total black creation. As soon as white folks shot it down, like they did with uh, the birth of a nation last year, I think black people would find an excuse to fall in line at this point. But I don't think black, uh, white people shot birth of a nation down. I think it was the feminists, black feminists that did that. That's what I'm saying. We are, we have to, black feminists, black females feel that movie. That was, uh, who was out attacking uh, uh, Nate Parker for uh, 
for for his uh, his case that he caught, it was black women. That's why I said we have to learn how to get behind one another and support one another because we did that. Black women, you know, they were on social media ripping him apart. But I will say this: Who directs black feminists? Black feminists get their cues from the dominant society, from the white community. And therefore, as black feminists get their cues from the dominant society, then they have license to attack it. And just like that, you'll find different situations where those things have happened. And so this is what we have to overcome. The cognitive dissonance, the goal on to get along, the smile in front of white daddy and white mommy and make them proud. So if anything, hopefully, the inspiration will be like Brother RJ said, the sister created a curriculum that ties everything back into real things, you know, real movements and real pushes of the people. Hopefully, we'll be able to get uh, uh, this conversation to the point where we're actually talking about, well, how do we do, go about being unapologetically black and saying Wakanda forever? How do we go about doing those things? And how do we push this thing to the point where, you know, um, we could take this particular movement and we can make make it more than just showing our ability to consume. Our ability to consume. How can we take this and, and make this more than our ability to consume? So um, I see we got some angry people, <laughs> you know, angry person in the chat room. Um, I'm not, not even really going to acknowledge that right now because it's so off base and so um, off topic right now. But um so Erica, let's let's it's, we've been on for nearly an hour and a half, and you know we it's time for us to start breaking things down. So, um, do you have a parting shot for the fans? For not for the fans, we don't have fans. For the brothers and sisters who have tuned in, chimed in, and are watching, or um, all these different mediums that we have popping off right now. Um, just my normal. Go out and uh, support the documentary. Uh, you can hit call up on how to get a copy. Uh, even though it's 2018, entering March, <laughs> it's 2018, entering March, we still need to get on code. We can't talk about having a, a Wakanda or any place like Wakanda, and we can't mention black empowerment without mentioning we have to be on code about everything we do. There, there's a code to everything, even within um, uh, the Black Panther uh, movie, uh, Wakanda, Wakanda, they were on code. The Wakanda, uh, uh, how do you say it? Wakandans, Wakanda. they were on code with one another. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah we have to get on code. Uh, you can visit the website, www.key.com. A-T-S-I-N-C dot org to learn more about those codes of conduct. Um, and don't forget to uh, also visit our brother Joseph Ward website on the shoulders of giants. He um, has a curriculum app or um, in a, uh, educational app about black history figures, real life black history superheroes. Um, I think that'll be a good tool that you know, you can get app on Android, and I don't think he's created Apple yet, but um, if you have Android, you can go over those real-life superheroes in the black community with your kids. On the shoulders of giants. I'm showing up the second edition. Second edition. Y'all can go grab that. On the shoulders one. 
on the shoulders one at gmail if you want to or, or if you want to go to www.ontheshoulders1.com all right email address. Or, no I'm, I'm giving you his website <laughs> this is, this is, this is on his book all right oh okay so and family let's 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 do something family i'm not about fighting black people black people we're not going to be at war civil war no more all right um we're going to start working and building and um unfortunately you know we got you know brothers and sisters who are perfectly comfortable with the way things are it's all good i'm not fighting you i'm not fighting nobody who does not want to be uh, a part of you know this arc that we're building you know what i'm saying we're telling you it's, it's, it's getting cloudy you're saying it's not it's just a little breeze we're telling you all these things are popping off listen family we're about to work and, and building for the survival of the community you know there are going to be a lot of johnny come lately's when the reality of what's happening to us kicks in as brother samai said earlier we're you know at war and i have to i have to adjust that a little bit war has been declared on us we're not at war that's why we can find fun and entertainment and everything we do and not necessarily uh develop the work ethic to see the world for what it is and to see what the uh what, what, what you know how the world has armed itself against us and how the world has taken um leisure in our destruction so you know this is why you know this is the purpose behind the independence day project this is why we created the independence day project the independence day project was a group effort you know like brother isaiah said earlier you know nearly 30 people um have put in work in terms of being interviewed but these are also brothers and sisters who are, are boots on the ground you know you can go all over the country and you'll find these brothers and sisters active in their community and i don't even have time to name them all all right I don't even have time to name them all, but you want to talk about, you know, liberation schools. You want to talk about community centers. You want to talk about um, people who have actually conquered and taken plots of land. You want to talk about people who are actually building, you know, not just in um, uh, within their community, but building a, a, an infrastructure to protect the community. People who are providing food for the community. People who are providing, who are bringing in military expertise for the community. People who are doing a whole lot of different things. We're all linked up and connected all over the country. And these are the things we're working on. Our media assassins. I'm one of the media assassins. So I'm big on dealing with and addressing propaganda. So, you know, family, you know, there's no hatred. There's no love lost. I mean, there's no um, hatred or, or animosity towards anybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for the record, uh, Brother Aaron, I've never addressed whether you were doing anything for the community, good brother. You know, what I said was stop protecting these comic book heroes because we have real people that need your protection. The community needs your protection. Let's not get lost so caught up in the fiction that the non-fiction becomes a casualty. That's what I mean, beloved. No, um, no, and, and, and make sure, family, that, you know, so I want to make sure we understand that, family. There's no animosity here. Um, a, a young brother uh, just killed somebody. A friend of my, a friend of uh, my sister's, got killed over the week because a young brother couldn't take being redirected by an elder. So the young brother came back and shot him, stood over him, and shot him seven times. You know, we don't need that type of animosity and issues in our community, family. We need to start building bridges, not bringing fire to the bridge. So you know, if you're going to be in the DMV area in about three weeks, we're going to be down there on March 23rd. All right, we're going to be down there for dinner and a movie. Y'all can see it at Everlasting Life. 
We're going to be down in the DMV area, family. So hopefully y'all come out to Capitol Heights, and we'll see y'all. You come meet the brother in person. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I mean? And, and, and we can build. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we can all build, family, because it's all love. I love my people, and I will live for my people as I will die for my people. So with that said, family, as we break it down and, and get ready to call it a night, you know, peace and black power, I share. Love y'all. We will win. One love. Thing to work right. Well, this thing is supposed to play some music. <laughs> still tearing up, still dealing with the. Oh, my bad. My brother Eddie Somerset. I'll be dropping the link for his, for his um his track. Make sure y'all check out my young brother doing big things in hip hop, positive rap. Why they describe fortune as paper when we all know the real players is shed love. You spread that, you get it back tenfold. Stay on your feet like.